0: Welcome to Wednesday Comics, to my left, AP18 himself, Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. To my right, up himself, Garrett, how you doing? Doing good. Welcome to Wednesday Comics Podcast, my name is Marvin. Uh, coming to you the second, uh, possibly third week, what is it of June? Second week? Second full week? Second full week, yeah. the 14th day, 14th and 15th, uh, comics coming out this week, DC on 14th. I think Saga actually does come out on the 14th, bros uh because the latin and the nat uh, the i told you guys that one issue came out and the next one came out on the, on the 14th too i mean on the tuesday too uh. so, I and mean, maybe it's just digitally it comes out tuesdays but it, something happened and it came out early but anyways uh talking about the comics coming out this week and uh and uh some other things uh book club book and uh all our full we'll finish are also our All-Star superman talk issues <laughs> number six through twelve Uh, But before we get there, obviously, as we always do, uh, there's a little uh, entertainment that we have to talk about. Entertainment tonight gets underway from Hollywood for September 14th,
1: 1981.
0: Let's see how long it takes he is our entertainment correspondent out of uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Corey, how are you doing?
2: Good. Why can I barely hear you?
0: Oh, can you really hear me?
1: Hold on. Wait. How about now? How about now? That's we can, hear, better, we can yeah. hear you just fine. You sound you fine. You turn
0: the speaker on your phone.
2: Are you trying to do FaceTime, or are you just keeping that off? Do you oh, want no, the no, just, on, just audio. On? I don't need to see. We me. don't
3: we don't want to see your mug, man.
2: <laughs> okay, you're just missing out here. I just set up, I was on a phone call earlier there, and I had to set up a an emoji. And if you don't know what that is, Google it. I don't got time to tell you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow, like, you know, literally eight years late. I'm glad you now have a bitmoji. <laughs> I, I
2: can't explain it to you guys. You just got to figure it out. I have a bit emoji. That's different.
3: What is this? <clears throat> this is like if With you want to do like
2: a face thing, like when you're on a phone call and you want to make your face cartoonish. Mm-hmm. You can customize
0: it. Memoji. Yeah. Memoji. You know about the Memoji's. It's a Memoji. Spell it. Spell it. M E M. Oh, M E M. Excuse me.
3: O J I. Oh, okay. Memoji. Jumanji,
2: yes. Jumanji. Okay.
0: Corey, I called you tonight. Uh, obviously, you're in the entertainment capital of the world, Minneapolis. And um, uh, I called you to ask you: Have you watched the uh, Miss Marvel on Disney Plus? I did watch Miss Marvel. Now, on no Disney spoilers, because your brother has not, and Alex has not. Uh, I have.
2: Losers.
0: I have because I know we got to keep up with entertainment. Because hashtag sos one keeps up with entertainment, and I, I, I need to talk to this guy. Well, what do you think? What do you think about that first episode?
2: I was pleasantly surprised. I had no expectations whatsoever, which usually helps you in most cases when it comes to anything. And there was parts of it that I I came out of that experience, that 45 minutes, enjoying it. I'm like, this was fun. I had a good time. And that's all you can really ask for. So, I don't know. That's just how I felt. Now the show I watched before that, you know, Obi Mid Kenobi. my god!
1: Now listen,
0: before we get to the Obi Wan, I will let you know I also enjoyed Miss <laughs> Marvel, and I thought it too was fun. Uh, it's it's quick in and out. The origin yeah. of her powers is uh, very nicely done. I felt like, and I thought it did a lot to make you. Uh, connect with that character uh kamala khan and kind of actually enjoy that like the style that it's going to be in um yeah. i actually did like the, the combo kind of style that it was in so i, th- I thought that yeah no i had fun with it i'm excited to see the rest of it but now you speak up yeah. with the Zobi One and i did uh, catch up with this show uh and i told garrett he was correct i needed to give it time because the four episodes taught me that i gave it too much slack last week that <laughs> it is worse <laughs> than i thought and especially this <laughs> most latest episode. Was, See,
3: the force, the force wanted you to cut out.
0: Like, if this latest episode, if I was in the uh, the uh, trash compactor, I would just say, "Push that button, let's go." You know, <laughs> let me in. Let it close
2: in on my soul. Just
0: let me end this thing right now. <laughs> I, I, this thing, Whoa. once it, I keep thinking back and forth of being like, they literally were like, with these characters, we can't really do anything major. So let's just do something that really has no consequence whatsoever. And it's like, they're going to rescue Leia. I don't care about spoilers. They're going to go rescue Leia. Obi-Wan also is in danger. There's multiple times you're like, oh, they like, they make it seem like Obi-Wan's going to die or Leia's going to die. They're not going to die. Like, I know. Why Why haven't we created some new characters? I know we got Tala over here, but we have, but she was never in danger of anything. But uh, uh, I mean, some new characters that we can care about, I wonder if they're going to make it or not, a la Rogue One. Uh and uh, it uh, it not only it's it, you know what it, it's the biggest offense of this show and then we can uh talk about it a little bit more. And uh, then we'll can get I on. can I guess what you're gonna say? Go ahead. The trench coat walkout. <laughs> well, I mean that aside, the trench coat walkout <laughs> is probably the worst thing that I've seen on Disney Plus, uh, possibly in the in the uh, history of cinema. But um, I was gonna say for a show that. Costs a lot of money. You don't see it on screen. A lot of sets seem empty. There's not a lot of extras around. There's not a lot of props around. It seems like a lot of them are just like in empty rooms. Like when in episode two, when he go he meets Kumail, it's like an empty room with a table in it. And then I can. What kept are you talking
2: about? When Tala has to go through the security checkpoint, they just took that from the airport. It was <laughs> total budget. Yeah,
0: and that's And then when they're running across the rooftops, I'm like, this literally is like. They're doing this against uh, a painted background or I guess their new screen thing, but still like there's like no no kind of like in then when they show the alleys in that same scene too, like nothing. It's like it feels it doesn't even feel like it's a living city. um and then, Alex, I gotta show you this clip. I, uh, you remind me to send you this goddamn clip because the whole time I was like, I was off the hinge on how this makes no sense whatsoever, and I was like, I bet you anything, if Alex saw this, his eyeballs would explode in the back of his head, like Vecna's fucking trying to take this guy, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> because they literally get to this uh, checkpoint in episode three, and they there's like this laser barrier, right, and uh, it's like a stormtroopers like fight them, oh, so, like, so yes. Obi Wan it kills all the stormtroopers. And then goes up to the gate, and you think, one, two things. One, I'm like, okay, they're going to go around the gate, because clearly you can see there's enough room to go around the gate. And then he starts to try to turn off the gate, and I'm like, okay, he's turning off the gate because he wants to take the car through it, right? So he shuts off the gate, and then they walk forward. And I'm like, what the fuck? You could have walked around.
2: It won't work.
0: It won't work. It won't. Yeah, he's down. like, it, it won't work, and he's like, he can't try and get it off, and so he just like shoots it and then like powers down, and then they clearly show a shot of them walking towards the camera from the other side, and there's so much room to go around it. It, it literally is like if uh, on a road if we just block like the middle, and you could be like, okay, just go on the side here on the sidewalk. I don't know what the fuck you're trying to do here. <laughs> I, I I was so fucking like, that's the number one thing is that it. It makes you have to like suspend your disbelief so much to think that this is like. I understand. Maybe he's a little shaken up, but the guy didn't like lose IQ points since re- since Return of the S- Revenge of the Sith. All right, he may not have may not have to lose his force powers and not be the best fighter, but he's not dumb all of a sudden. But they make him super dumb in this show.
2: But dude, he can cut up sirloin steak like nobody's <laughs> business. You know, he does it every day. Or whatever state, But you I will know,
0: say Corey. Ton, ton and I will apologize to the audience. I'll apologize to Corey. Uh, because Corey was super hyped for <laughs> Stranger Things season four. And I said, No interest. Do not give a shit. And uh I said to my audience like oh, I think I'm done with it. I do not even have like I, I don't even I don't even really technically have uh Netflix anymore. Uh and then uh it came out and I was like, God, I gotta watch this shit. So then I uh I said, hey, um, uh, mother, uh, you know, I gave you my uh, Paramount Plus. You want to give me that Netflix? And she said, okay. So I got on there, and I watched episode one. Fantastic, as I was saying last week. Finished the whole uh, first part. And once again, no spoilers. Alex isn't done. But fantastic. Fantastic, probably the best thing that Netflix has ever put out. Uh, But also the best season of Stranger Things. And that you can see the money on screen there like that uh series cost a lot of money but you at least can tell like every episode's a fucking movie Mm -hmm. and yeah it's hard to watch that series compared to obi-wan and be like where did that money go like did they really they pay Ewan and uh hayden so much money they couldn't afford sets and meanwhile, they had to buy
2: another back to tank because they didn't use enough on Boba Fett, so they needed to b- construct a new back to tank.
0: I will say one thing about which is
2: Str-
3: a, which is a little ridiculous, though, because like I feel bad for Hayden Christensen, like that guy, they could have got any Joe schmo to be in Darth Vader.
2: I know you
0: can't really tell, H. even when he's Well, in I heard the-
2: that he's not even in it. He's not even in it. He's just like you know the scenes where he's standing on the hillside there. Um Marvin already said spoilers, so I'm safe. And then basically, him sitting decayed in the back to tank, he's not really doing anything. Yeah, else. they so have somebody like,
0: else that's doing the fighting and stuff. So it's like. We've
2: got two episodes left. What are they going to do? That's
0: what Garrett was saying. He's saying, what's going to happen? And I'm saying, I bet you we get two episodes of them running through woods trying to bring Leia back.
3: There's going to be a lightsaber
2: fight.
0: All right. I mean, yeah, I but, guess, I...
2: you know, here's here's my suspicion, because, uh, you know, you heard rumors about a season two. Yeah, I have a feeling like, you know, you know the I have a bad feeling about this in every Star Wars movie. Well, here it comes. I feel like they had already planned and they just wanted to say it was a surprise that they're doing a season two, that they're going to be like, ha, you thought you were seeing the rematch of the century. This season? No, no, no. Is anybody going to come, come back, back though, that's watch? Season and watch the second season, and that's where you'll see the rematch. We got you, but you're going to still go watch it.
0: You can't trick me like that. You can't put a steak in front of me, and I take a bite, and it's a baby's diaper. And then you go, guess <laughs> what? The steak's next. I tricked you. I'd be like, Hey, that's a
2: Disney model. That's Disney, so...
0: <laughs> the one thing I... Uh, I will say is that... Um, and stranger things going back to that real quick the duffer brothers okay. they love a smash cut like when the camera like like somebody like slams the phone down and that they, they use that to cut to the next scene and like it's really loud or like somebody yeah. like hits something they love doing a smash cut because like mm-hmm. there's like two or three episodes where every cut is a smash cut and uh, mm-hmm. i just was like well i guess you know it really does kind of amp it up and make it seem like it, they they need to be Hurrying, uh, and which makes sense, but also at a certain point, I was like, Here comes a smash cut. What you, like, I knew when I was going to cut because somebody was about to slam a phone or do something like that. So, uh, mm-hmm. but other than that, <laughs> I think it looks fantastic. I think the direction has never been better. I think their writing has never been better. Uh, every once in a while, there's a line, and mostly it comes from Maya Hawk, who I actually enjoy a lot, but she also, like, they kind of make her a little too uh, comedic. Yeah, almost a little too like uh, uh, not even comedic, like eccentric. Like uh, It's a little bit like, okay, yeah. like she has to comment on and everything, which I understand that's your character, but also uh, sometimes it gets a little old. But other than that, really? I really don't have any complaints. And, and I think in terms of plot, I think this is the the tightest plot of all the seasons so far. So I'm excited. Wow. Uh, July 1st, the final two drop. We got a what hour and a half and then a two and a half hour episode? It's now an
2: hour twenty three and two hours and nineteen minutes.
0: All right. Two movies left.
3: It's like three uh three hours forty five minutes.
0: I will say this, Corey, and I have to look it up. I thought this was like the final season because it really does feel like final season. It's not But it's not. They said they're gonna do one more, like the fifth season's almost been it's already
2: planned. been well, I don't want to spoil things, but I mean never mind. Never mind. Didn't
1: say anything. I no, think it's I, straight up and finish, man. I, I was—I'm not even paying attention to you guys, so.
0: <laughs> I think I—I kind of—we'll talk about this more uh, later, but I think I kind of know the way it's going to go, just because the Duffer Brothers have said this is their Game of Thrones season, and uh, that just gives you kind of hints on the way they want to make you feel when it's over. So, or this season is over. I
1: mean, we're going to see things that don't make sense there anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah they're, they're going to crash
1: and up. burn and. <laughs>
0: Just well, give nobody's give
1: running
2: and gets, you know, the running thing. I know that was the Game of Thrones joke that someone can run like the entire United States in like 10 minutes or it takes
1: them a year. So I, I was telling the boys before we got started that I think I'm at episode six um, and things you guys had already stated. This might be the scariest season of the show. Oh, I mean, it definitely scary, is the scariest. But there have been more times where I've actually jumped when I watched the show. Uh, part of it is I'm paranoid anyway as it is, though there's something watching me now Um, but it's very well done there are things that, if I'm being nitpicky, uh, there's sometimes some acting choices or directing choices that that, that are stupid that for kids who have gone this long fighting this many monsters they still make the same stupid mistakes but we can talk about that at a different time anyway, it it is very enjoyable
0: to be fair Some of the kids that are making the stupid mistakes um, do them without listening to the people who know what's like what to do. So,
1: and that's and that's true too. But it's there's things that I feel like. I guess it's a, if it not if it's not broke, don't fix it. There's still things that bother me. I'm like, come on, right? We guys have done this hey, four years in a row.
0: You're gonna forgive this uh, show the second I show you that Star Wars thing.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, well I'm sure. Just hearing you tell me about it, I'm like, oh my god, that's was
0: so stupid. I mean, I did send you the clip of uh, how she slaps that stormtrooper in the head and he fucking falls over. So, <laughs> who would have known? That's how you like you take him down. Uh, Lady yeah. could have got away way sooner if she, she was high enough to slap him in the head. <laughs> um, yeah. And then finally, another piece of entertainment news. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder coming up here on the 7th of July. Uh, what's everybody's uh, thoughts on that? Alex, I'm going to start with you because I know you watched what, one trailer and you were like, okay, I have enough. Uh, what's your thoughts on the uh, this vi- uh, movie?
1: I I am super stoked. I think a part of it is that that this movie is, one, I'm excited for the fact that it is legitimately the first foursome of a movie of an individual character. Um, but this the storyline, at least, it's something that I have been involved in when it comes to reading the comic book. So that is exciting to finally see some of these characters, uh, come into the movie universe. Um, gore, mighty Thor. That's the, that's like the jumping on point that I came into on Thor. So I am excited to see those characters.
0: Garrett, Uh,
3: yeah, I mean, I'm super excited. I'm, uh, you know, we all read the Gene Foster storyline. So, uh, I'm excited to see how they uh, adapt that. And uh, may uh, may or may not be getting that, that fucking cool AMC uh, theater popcorn bucket uh, courtesy of hashtag Guess Those1 here. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, and, you know, I'm going to go into the
2: trenches, guys. I'm going into five o'clock traffic for a $30 fucking popcorn
3: tent. But, you know, but so it's Molnar, uh, uh, Corey. It's Mew Mew. You got to get it. Mew Mew? What Mew Mew the record calls that? The
1: Cat
3: Denning? Of, wow, some Marvel one? fan. All credibility out the window. He doesn't even know who Mew Mew is. Um, but I'm actually uh, most excited for Gore the God Butcher. Christian Bale, one of my favorite actors playing Gore. Let's fucking go.
0: Yeah. Are you waiting for me?
3: Are you waiting for me?
0: Uh Corey, what
2: do well, you think? No, yeah. I'm excited. You know, I just I liked Ragnarok, so let's hope they can capture that magic twice Because what i would really not like is if this becomes a try hard just to kind of mimic uh jokes in the capacity of uh ragnarok but i feel like Tyka's really good so i still feel like that will have a strong chance of that so i'm really excited
0: uh 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 podcast listeners here real quick uh you got the Bear with us a second here. Alex, look at your phone. I'm gonna show you the clip of this uh solar <laughs> thing so people can get your live reaction to uh
1: yeah, let me pull it up so like, I can actually watch it because I'm not are you doing it on your screen or
0: what? Okay. Can you see it?
1: Oh wait, Oops. Okay.
2: Okay. okay. Now you can see me. Look at that. Faces. Ready?
0: Okay, here we go. Why did Obi-Wan do this in episode three? It's an extremely... Mild- oh, let's shut off that guy. You just need the visual anyways. Here's Obi-Wan trying to shut off the gate. So you think maybe he's going to drive this fucking car through it, right? As you would. Okay. doesn't work. He says, okay, back up. I'll shoot this shit. And he says, no, we're just going to walk through it. Look at... What the fuck?
1: Why did not I just go around? Look at this. Look at, Look at, at his face.
0: And I then, can't get the round. And then when they
2: climb whole, over oh.
0: the machine. It's even worse what you think although maybe there's like rocks there or something. But when they cut over here, you clearly see it's flat and they could have went that way.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: And it's like I thought he was breaking it because he was trying to take this guy and But also, why wouldn't you take this rather than running?
1: He likes to waste energy. Hey, and right. can't he force
3: jump too? I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah,
1: you know, aim for the bushes. bushes, (laughs) If only, at least that would be entertaining.
0: All right. uh, Corey, you got like uh, some more time you got to go?
2: No, I got time.
0: Okay, because we're going to bring back a classic, uh, classic in terms of uh, we did three weeks ago, where uh, as part of the uh, co-host games, uh, now tied three to three, Alex at three and Garrett at three. Uh, Are you giving
2: me the fucking right now? No, we play the game last time.
0: We are going to play the ringer game again, uh, but I am going to roll a d20, and I, uh, Ooh, since yes. Alex was the one who got the ringer last time, he gets to pick evens or odds. Odds so
2: all the time, every time.
0: Odds. He's going to pick.
2: Never tell me the odds unless they're
3: odds.
0: Garrett will get evens. So here we go.
3: Why am I the only camera up? Because you're a loser.
0: <laughs> okay, I got four. Four, that's even. So, Garrett, you get to choose if you want Corey to answer your questions or you'll answer your own.
3: Oh, no, I'll answer my own damn questions. Yeah. I'm going to have Corey. Fuck you, Garrett.
1: <laughs> I, will,
3: I will graciously give Corey to Alex. I know he needs uh, Corey's help, so.
1: <laughs>
0: and, but, <laughs> I'm so
1: excited to see so you these coming weeks. But I will say this, Alex. Hey, man.
0: I will say this, Alex. I am going to give you uh, a, a little bit of help. Uh, He's already
3: getting Corey. What the fuck?
0: I, I don't think whether that, <laughs> that be help or not help. I don't know. I guess we're just assuming Corey won't know what this is. But Well,
2: that was geography,
1: okay? Give me a category I'm good at.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say.
1: You know what the sad thing is? Last week we had entertainment, and Garrett and I both talked. <laughs> what it was, it was the hardcore question?
2: entertainment. Well, that's
0: Nothing what I was going to say. before. Alex, you can pick the category. Arts. Science, entertainment, geography, history, or general oh, questions? So You're
1: I gonna going to pick group? fucking science. But I'm not pick. I can't choose the answer.
0: No, you don't get uh, to I answer to the whatsoever, team. but you can go going to pick okay. for
3: Corey. Science, 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 science.
0: And I'm going to do entertainment for Corey. He's in the capital right so there. So four questions each. A tiebreaker I have just in case entertainment, Alex says, so let's get you ready with the first question here. Actually, hold on before I get to that. um, God damn, I closed already. Full club. Hold on, we. I, I need to hear this again.
1: Whoa. Sounded kind of like a, a raptor. Speaking of which... Sorry, did you go see Dominion? Yes,
2: did. I did. How was it? I thought it was okay. It was better than Fallen Kingdom. Agreed. Um, the more I thought, of it, I think I to... oh, excuse me, I came up really hype, but Jeez. I feel like I am now ranking it at third to last behind Jurassic Park three mm. before Lost World. So I go Jurassic World. I mean, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Jurassic Park three, Dominion, Lost World, Fallen Kingdom. <laughs>
1: Okay. That's actually pretty we'll, good. Yeah, we'll talk about that after here. But I put, that without even having
0: seen it. So we'll talk about that yeah. off the air But There's no way the Jurassic World is number two.
1: Oh, for sure it is. I, so, it take I, I really enjoyed Jurassic World.
3: Jurassic World is good, dude.
0: Here we go. Entertainment first question. Uh, actually, uh, uh, Garrett, I'll give you a little heads up here too. I'll give you a little chance. Yeah. Do you want to answer questions first, or you want Corey to get the first question?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you scared. You scared. Run away. I'll go first.
0: <laughs> All right. What was the name of Eddie Murphy's character in the 1984 film Beverly Hills Cop?
2: Easy. Um
3: I've not Jim. Even seen the movies and I know. Jim Jim
0: Final Dance. answer?
3: Final answer. I've never seen it.
0: So. Axel Foley. Axel Foley. Uh, oh, I thought
3: you were going to give me a
2: chance to steal. No, there's no stealing.
0: No. No? One or the other. Corey, here's Whoa. your question. Who does the voiceover for Dory in Finding Nemo and Finding Dory?
2: Oh, for f- you asked me?
0: Yeah, that's your question.
2: Her name is Ellen DeGeneres. DeGeneres.
0: Ellen DeGeneres, correct one. Correct, there you go.
3: Fair fuck. Uh,
0: Garrett, here you go. Other than boxing, what does Maggie Fitzgerald do for living in Million Dollar Baby?
3: Um, She... Uh, is a waitress.
0: <laughs> she is a waitress. He says she is a waitress. Thank you. There you go. The movies Black Hackdown, Down, Blade Runner, and Gladiator were all directed by who?
2: Corey.
1: Oh, for ha! Ha! Ridley Scott.
0: Ridley Scott. That is correct.
1: Corey, I'm glad you're on my team. Right? <laughs> yes. <Yeah, laughs> <it's> bullshit, Garrett. Because <laughs> I'd be, I'd be Garrett, sorry. You no, 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 no,
2: no. gave me away.
0: Yeah, I was going to say you got to choose who went first. These would have been your questions. Well, well I'm i would
1: be one for all right now. So. Yeah, here you go.
0: Here's your question, Garrett. What is Jane Fonda's middle name?
1: Fucking.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: I don't know. Final answer, Jane fucking
1: Fonda. That's good.
0: Uh Seymour. <laughs> Seymour.
1: Oh. Close. Jane Seymour
0: Fonda.
3: <laughs> I like Jane fucking Fonda better. Garrett, here you go.
0: I mean, uh, Corey, excuse me. Uh, what was Walt Disney's first feature-length animated film? I know that one.
2: Steamboat Willie. Oh.
0: Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs.
1: Oh, damn.
0: 1937. Uh. Garrett, you still got skin in the game. Get this one correct, and you will be tied with Corey. Um, before creating the TV show SpongeBob SquarePants, what was Steven Hillenburg's occupation? <laughs>
3: uh, a dishwasher.
0: Dishwasher. Is that your final answer?
3: That's my final answer.
0: Incorrect. Marine biologist.
1: Uh, That's yeah. wow, what, a, what a weird step back. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you made a shitload of money, but... I was going to say, yeah, you made
3: more money doing Spongebob, probably.
0: Uh, and finally, uh, Corey, uh, Bugs Bunny was a satirical interpretation of what actor?
2: Man, because Bugs Bunny can,
3: can I guess just for fun before he gets it wrong? Sure. No, hold on. I haven't. I get a chance? But man, it's been what
2: the what's up, Doc? But it's been Bugs Bunny's been around a long time. Uh, I have Don a guess. Rickles? What'd you say, Corey? Don
3: Rickles.
0: No, not Don Rickles.
3: Oh shit. Uh, is it Groucho Marks
0: No, but that is actually a good answer because I thought that's what it was too. I'm thinking Bob Hope. No, it's not Bob Hope. You guys are all in the right kind of uh, era, but it is Clark Gable. Clark Gable.
2: Uh, Clark Gable. Frankly, dear, I don't give a damn.
0: I was I just going to say that. There we go. Alex up four games to three.
1: Hell yeah. Thanks, Corey.
0: Came Wait, I minutes.
1: didn't get it right, though.
0: No, but you got two of them only
1: That is the t- that. Is the deal breaker for the tiebreaker. No, what
0: that was, was I, that was his fourth question. That was just for fun. because um, he got you already got two right and Gary only got one right with his questions. So. Mm-hmm.
3: You got oh, you got wrong. the majority. Oh, I see.
0: All right, we'll see you later, Mr. Host One. You want to sign off?
2: Yes. This is Hashtag Guest Host One signing off. Stay classy San Francisco
1: and all you other motherfuckers. Just oh,
2: kidding. Wow. Lots of wow. Yeah. hostile
1: God, hostile. Damn. Everybody's own fault this
0: there he goes uh here we go comics coming out this week june uh 14th and uh 15th um eight billion genies number two of a charles soul and ryan brown did you read the first one here garrett
3: yeah i did i really enjoyed it um have you guys read it
0: uh, i did not or
3: are you planning to no no uh it's pretty awesome uh Basically, um, the premise is is that 8 billion genies, like suddenly everyone in the planet gets their own genie and they get one wish. Uh, And what's kind of cool, as it's happening, there's a guy at a bar who's running it and he says, my wish is that no wishes made outside or inside this bar will affect this bar. So it creates like a safe haven of the bar for anyone that makes a wish. But you can wish whatever you want, but you only get one wish. And so the only place where wishes don't work is the bar that the the bar keeps at. So and that's kind of how it ended. And so uh, it was pretty fucking sweet. Like I, the art was good and the story was just super compelling and something like original. Uh, and yeah, I'm excited to read it too. Uh,
0: Jewel Powerbomb number one of seven, uh, Jaron Warren Johnson on art and writing. The creator of Murder Falcon and Wonder Woman Dead Earth is launching a brand new limited series Uh, Lana Steelroads wants to be a pro wrestler, but she's living under the shadow of her mother. The best to ever do it. Everything changes when a wrestling-obsessed necromancer asks her to join the grandest pro wrestling tournament of all time, which is also the most dangerous. It's the wrestler meets Dragon Ball Z in a tale where the competitors get more than they ever bargained for. Alex?
1: Uh, Part of the reason I put this on my list for excitement is I think that title is bitchin'. Secondly, all I can think of is like Bitch Planet slash Ultimate Muscle. Uh, I think it's going to be awesome. Almost seems like even Glow, Glorious Ladies of Wrestling, the Netflix TV show. I'm super excited to see what other characters could show up in this book. Uh, it's going to be phenomenal. I hope. I hope it's phenomenal. Who knows? It's an issue one. I am a sucker for issue ones. So I'm, I'm ready for this. Bring it on.
0: There we go, and I will be completely honest, uh, I started this list forever, and I don't think there's anything that I normally would get uh, that's on here, so um, I'm actually excited for the same one that Alex is. It's the only one I saw that I was like, oh, cool, uh, so we'll see how that goes. I, Darren uh, Warren Johnson is a great artist and writer, and I'm excited to see what he does with that kind of... The, the concept's cool, too, so...
1: Did you guys ever read that Aquaman Black Label book that came out from last week? Not, not yet, no. No, I haven't gotten it yet. I didn't. I didn't go to the shop yet to pick it up. But but I was hoping you would tell me if it was good.
0: I soon. I um peeked at it and it does look good. So, okay. um, Rainbow comics dot com your definitive source for all things comics. Rainbowcomicsandcards.com dot com. Go there, find their uh physical locations in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, cards, comics, collectibles, anything you need. Your one-stop shop for all things. Cards, comics, and collectibles. RainbowComicsAndCards.com Pastrallo? Yo. I'm going to blame you. You didn't warn me about this heat wave last week. And um, 100 <laughs> degrees yesterday.
1: You know, I the last time I talked about the heat, uh, I usually end up talking to Garrett about balls sticking to thighs. You made it seem like you didn't like the ball sticking to the thigh. I mentioned, so I didn't I didn't want to bring it up cuz it was inevitable. Um but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure your balls. I'm just
3: I, I'm just I'm just picturing Thanos's purple balls saying, "I'm
1: inevitable." <laughs> I actually was going to have I waited for you to say the and I am Iron man. Piece of shit. And my ball Be a complete a piece of shit. Be a complete piece of shit. Oh yeah.
3: Piece <laughs> of shit, man. <laughs>
1: Uh, but by the way, I, uh, didn't even know about that rain that happened prior this week, the rain that showed up just,
0: oh my gosh, gosh. I
1: can't believe how much rain we've gotten, which is great. We need it, but yeah, it's going to be hotter than shit. So it's going to rain. Yeah. Well, it's going to rain this tomorrow morning at like 7am, uh, probably around one be done. I mean, it will be a little sprinkles, like 30%, 20%. percent it will be fine. Uh, but then this coming weekend, you know, happy father's day to everybody who's a father. Piece and all those shit. who may not know, you could very well be doing, also one, uh, 102 degrees on Sunday. Uh, by that point, your balls are just melting, so don't worry. You won't have any more kids after
0: that. Well, thank you for that, Alex. You're doing a wonderful job. I uh, Thank you very much. Piece of shit. All right. I guess not. <laughs> guess take the compliment and show it my ass, I guess, but whatever. <laughs> oh, <God>. Uh <laughs> Before we get into our books here, one of the very uh, close to all of our hearts, uh, Garrett, I uh, mentioned to the office before the podcast started that they're going to start a, a podcast about Smallville. How excited are you,
1: dude?
3: I'm I'm pretty pumped, and I, you might cut in that YouTube video, but I I saw it because it's Superman Day today. Ironically, we're going to be talking about uh, something here soon that involves Superman, um, but. You know, I love Smallville and like Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum have, uh, Lex and Clark have been doing like the Comic Con circuit for like the last couple of years and I'm still hoping to come s- go see them someday. Um, but it's pretty cool that they're going to do a rewatch podcast of Smallville um, as someone that's seen it like five times all the way through. I'm excited to do it a six time uh, with them caressing my ear holes. As be I do a complete it, so. piece of shit. <laughs> yep, I will be a complete piece of shit and absorb that through my ears.
0: And uh, when when you're inevitably, you do see them at some sort of con, we can expect this reaction.
1: America! America the beautiful! Oh, the home of the brave! Oh, yeah! (laughs) Yes!
0: That muffled kind of yelling, that's when security is dragging your way. Mm -hmm. They just got you in a headlock, so... Um, (laughs) Speaking of uh, Mr. Superman and uh, uh, we uh, watched the watched, read the last six issues of All-Star Superman, Grant Morrison, Frank Quietly uh, the uh, Eisner Award winning series uh, for ongoing series in 2006 as stated by the covers that the last six had um, what do you guys think about the, uh, finale of this, uh, last six?
3: Um, beautiful. And like one of the reasons that I love comics, I mean, this again is just like refreshed my love for like reading trades and like reading complete stories that like, um, are actually good. Not saying that like a lot of city stuff's not good, but it's just going back To a classic time in comic books reading the peak of uh, of comics coming out of that time you know Grant Morrison you know and to get a Grant Morrison book that's not super confusing because that guy is like a modern day uh, oh who's the guy that wrote uh, uh, Great Gatsby was it Scott Fitzgerald yeah Grant Morrison's like a modern Fitzgerald because he is so descriptive in his language but also can get like Super, not convoluted, but can get get carried away with his uh his writing. But I thought in this, it's just done so well, and like especially when we get to the last issue, uh, with you know it's very heavy uh, Clark Superman and Lex story. I'm just like fuck, you know. They always like nowadays every villain in comics is like made like an anti-hero and I'm like no, I don't want that anymore. I want a line drawn in the sand. Lex hates Superman and Superman always thinks Lex could be more like that. Issue 12 is just perfect to me because I'm like, it's a freaking villain who knows what he wants and he has nothing to lose. And, you know, you just don't get that nowadays. So it's just, it's such a good book and like everything leading up to that, you know, it's very sad and heartwarming at the same time because he's got this character that's got so much pressure on him to make sure that the world is better off after he's gone. So it's
1: fucking beautiful. I, this is probably my fourth time reading this book. Uh, and every time I read it, I either notice new things or I enjoy it that much more. Actually tonight my, I was starting to read the, must've been issue six or seven. And my daughter came out from in her room and she sat next to me and she asked me what I was reading. And I said, "Oh, this is Superman. And, uh, she asked if she could see it. And I, uh, trying not to be overprotective of this book. I do own the issues, and this was just the collection of it. Um, but she looked through it, and she paged through it, and treated it nicely, and I thought, oh my gosh, my daughter likes comics. Now, obviously, Hell yeah. This could just yeah. be a fad. Uh, immediately went to wanted to tell Garrett about this, because this is Superman, and mm-hmm. even for Marvin, quintessential Superman. Uh, this book was phenomenal. And my my the issue that blows my mind is the um, Lilo or Lilo and um, the other Kryptonian who shows up, mm-hmm. and when they start to fail with having their powers, they've end up gotten uh, Kryptonite toxins in their blood, and now they can't see, and and they've been beating up Superman, showing them, oh, how dare you become a native, and how dare you betray your families and your 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 kind. And then he still helps them in the end. And he gets, gets them in the, the, uh, phantom zone going, Hey, you know what? You guys can bring some justice to this. He is such a good person no matter what shit has befallen him. And it blows my mind. And the only thing that matters in his whole life is Lois Lane and Earth to be sure that it is safe. Uh, phenomenal. I'm so glad we read this and get to talk about it on the show.
0: Um, The sentiments that you guys both have voiced uh, also echo mine. Uh, Frank Whiteley's art is fantastic, even though it is his own style and he does. um, If somebody, like a layman who doesn't read comics would see his photos, they'd be like, why is everybody all lumpy? But I think it adds to the kind of look and makes everybody feel like it's actually skin and actually skin and bones. And uh, when they start getting bloody, it does kind of add to that effect I feel like and also coloring wise I think this was fantastic I think he colored his himself I didn't know there was any other color list, uh, listed but um, or maybe there was I don't know uh, Grant Morrison though like in terms of writing and in terms of what you just said, stated about the Superman character uh, just gets this character there's no other person on this goddamn planet that gets Superman the way that Grant does like reading this it just made me want to have grant back on a Superman book. And I know he made the Superman and authority, which was good. And he did the action comics, like first, what, eight, 10 issues. And that was fantastic too. Um, Yep. And um, just reading this book, especially about the sacrifice he makes at the end on the final issue is just like when Lois is like, even, even at the final moment, Superman still stands for hope. He still brings the sun back. And they're still hoping one day they might see him again. Like, now every time they look in the sky, they think of Superman and they get a little bit of hope because of what he sacrificed. Even though he was dying, technically. And But still, like, he could have chosen to, you know, find a different way. Or not even spent his last days helping people. He literally spent his last days doing things to help people. Uh, and kind of also to spend time with the people that he loved. And it's like, it just goes to show you, and like you stated, Alex... He, sta- he says, like, why would you ever want to, uh, like, when they stated, like, oh, why are you helping us now? Like, you're so pure, good at heart. Like, I'm glad you're my kin. And he's like, that's the way you got to be. Like, there's always hope. There's always something you got to do. And then especially when he died and Jor-El's talking to him and you get that classic line, which Man of Steel kind of used in the Nerd movie. And it's just a classic line. And it kind of epitomizes everything that Superman stands for when he's like they'll stumble in the fall but someday they'll join you in the sun uh, and that's why Superman's there he's not there to lead he's not there also to help them out of every situation he's there to inspire he's there to show them hope and show them how things can be done it doesn't matter that this man has superhuman powers because the greatest things that he does does not require that and sacrifice uh, doing the right thing, justice—like these kind of things—are stuff that people can do every day. And this character, Superman Kal El, just like that's what he stands for, and he lives it every day. He doesn't just say with action. Excuse me, with words. He does follow through with action. And as I stated, like with his final breath, he still wasn't thinking about himself. And that's what I love about this character. And I think that. I would love to see Grant back on it. And by the way, the way that they left it, like there could always be a second part. They obviously haven't done it. It's been 2006. I don't think they're gonna do it. Almost, but who knows? Maybe 20 years later they'd say, hey, let's let's uh finish uh let's do number two. So um I don't know. I guess at this at this stage, DC might be open to it with the black label kind of thing. Um but uh right. also doesn't need it. But you know, it's nice that it kind of leaves it open like that and kinda you know leaves Room for more if there was ever a need for, if you ever you felt that itch to be like, "Hey, let me get back to it." There's nobody I would trust more than Grant coming back in, and, and, and Frank coming back and uh, revisiting this kind of story. Anybody else would have been like, "Ah, God, I think they lost it." But I think uh, the Grant Morrison of today and the Frank quietly today, I think they still got it. So I would like to see more work uh, on Superman from those two. So
1: what what blows my mind specifically in this book even is how diverse the. The situations that Superman is put in. He spends two issues on the cube planet of uh, bizarro people. And then he goes two issues later. He's having a conversation with Lois and he hears that phone call between Reagan and the priest. I think the pastor. And he tells her that, I, you know, I'm on my way, but I got stuck in traffic. Well, it happened to be the train was going to come off the, uh, the tracks. And so when Superman is talking to Lois and he goes... And finds Reagan, who is now on top of a building, giving up life, throwing her phone off, and he goes, "You're worth it." And she turns and 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 it ends happily. I mean, to know that he can go from fighting supers to just talking to a girl off the ledge, letting her know there is more to life and that you are worth it. Fan- I mean, just phenomenal combination of storytelling.
0: I also wanted to bring it up because I failed to bring it up in the last uh, uh, talk about this, but. I love the way that Frank Whiteley uh, draws and the way that Grant writes Clark Kent because you can clearly see, like, why nobody would suspect him as Superman. And I think it's the best interpretation of that kind of duality as a character. It's, like, a guy who's the completely opposite of Superman. He looks like he doesn't fit that part because he wears baggy clothes, way baggy clothes, and has messed up hair and glasses and is very clumsy. But he also used that to his advantage to kind of be Superman in secret when need be. So uh, it, I think in terms of uh, art-wise, I think that's the best interpretation of Clark Kent uh, in uh, any comic that I've ever seen. I,
3: um, I do love how comical Grant can be between the lines, though. Like, how stupid people are that they can't realize that Clark is Superman. Like, it's, like, blatantly obvious. And Lois is still, like, Superman, where's Clark? Where's Clark? <laughs> he's just like, man, I've been trying to tell you this whole time. I am. It's like, no, there's no way. <laughs> just like... That's even Jimmy's so like,
0: good. oh, so you got Clark in the Fortress of Solitude? Yeah. Are you and he's safe there? like,
1: yep, Clark is safe. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dumb motherfuckers. And they believe they'd be like,
0: you've been gone for two months, Clark. He's like, oh, I was stuck in a the closet. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, see, and that's like what also like I just loved issue 12 so much because, like, it gives me chills when Clark kind of actually stands up to Lex. And I'm just like, you know, even that people don't know that he's Superman, for him to do that is just, like, one of the best character moments uh, I've seen in a long time. And, like, I know this book's older, but I'm just like, God, just reliving the days where reading All-Star Superman, like, it's just such a great story. And, like, I love the Bizarro storyline and Zabaro. I'm like, man, I would definitely love to read more about Zabarro if they ever did return to this uh, to this universe. But, yeah, it's just such a good book. And that's why I'm just confused on how All-Star Batman and Robin could be such a piece of shit. But uh, All-Star Superman is peak gold when it comes to comics. And it makes me want to go back and read Batman Incorporated, Batman and Robin. Like, just that time frame when uh, Frank Quiley and Graham Morrison were just killing
1: it at DC. The thing is, this book doesn't feel like it's almost 20 years old. It doesn't feel like the story is outdated. This is just a story throughout time. It can be 40 years from now, depending on where comic books are sitting then. um, I still feel like you'd be reading it in the current
0: day. I think the only thing that was outdated is they had flip phones as cell phones. but Other than that.
1: They can do some digital upgrades if they
0: needed to. Like you mentioned, the girl... A uh, Reagan, uh, she had a razor uh, phone, so I, those are kind of th- actually they did come back. So who knows? They did come back. <laughs> those razors. I, but I, I agree with you though. Like every other aspect of this story, and even art, like it doesn't feel like it's almost twenty years old. Uh, it could have been written, uh, you know, today and it still would hold up. So,
1: um, how did uh, Lombard's hair get burst into flame?
0: I, he just. He had that match, or that, that lighter, and I think he just fucking.
1: Okay, I had a look, Maybe he had so much shit in his hair that it just kind of burst into flame. But I looked at it a couple times, and it does not degrade the book at all. It's still a ten. Um, but I kept looking, going, "How the hell did your hair start on
0: fire?" <laughs> I do like when <laughs> Lex first showed up, and he's like Superman, and Lois like. Hey, you got it wrong. I'm not Superman. He's like, he's not talking to him. <laughs> but he's so fucking arrogant. He thinks he's talking to him. Uh, but then when Clark is down and he, they think he's dead, uh, Lombard does apologize and try to bring him back. So that's good. Uh, what would you just say, Garrett? So the, also Batman and Robin, the boy wonder, and then also Superman uh, came out around the same time. Um, and then they had plans for more, but then they stopped and didn't do any more all-star things. And then years later, uh, more recently, I think 2017, 2018, they did the All-Star Batman uh, series with Scott Snyder did, um, which really doesn't have any connection to that original story. And so we won't be reading it for that reason. And it's good. I thought it was good. Uh, they're kind of like, um, incont- not in not, not really continuity, but it's like, I, it's basically Scott Snyder's Batman stories so of that. You don't have to read anything else but those series or those books if you want to. Um but I thought it was nice that we went back and revisited these two. So sometimes you can go back and things don't hold up at all, but maybe they didn't hold up uh, during that time either. And then you go back and a book that, you know, is a little uh, 16 years old and you're kind of like, yeah, this is still great. still fantastic. My memory, uh, how great I thought this book was, it holds up. And even uh, at some points I felt like it, my uh, memory thought less of this book. Like there's even parts of me where I was Thinking about reading this book, and I was like, What if I don't think it's as good as that? Like, because you know, when you watch something or read something that you love, and then you're thinking about it later, you might be exaggerating how great it is. And then, so I always had worry going into each issue, being like, Maybe it's not good. Maybe there's one bad issue. I have something bad to say about this. Um, but I really don't have anything bad to say about it. Like, I feel like all of it holds up. Um, and even like with today's standards of what I expect from a comic, it still holds up in that regard, too. So, fantastic. There
1: there are two things in life, uh, entertainment-wise, that never get old and they're never bad. Uh, One, All-Star Superman. Two, Captain America Winter Soldier with uh, Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan. Always amazing, no matter (laughs) what, year, or how long they've been out. There you go. I mean,
3: they're, they're using flip
1: phones, too, so... Hey. I did have. I had a book that I had originally put on my list for our next, um, my next choice for our book club. But I almost think I'd rather just read it with you guys as another pet project because I want to know if this book still holds up. And Garrett, I don't think had read it. Which so book was that? Know? The Wake by Scott Snyder and uh, Sean Murphy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I never read that one. I remember Marvin and I getting it and enjoying it until you got to the end. And I remember the, the ending does not uh, nail it. But I kind of wanted to revisit it again. And especially since we're doing these kind of callbacks to older books, it's about eight years old, I think. So it'd be kind of hmm. fun to to read it. I, Ten remem- issues.
0: I remember that um, we... There was a gap. There was like a what three or four issues, and then they took a little break, maybe even six. And then I think it was,
1: I it was like five and five, or five or six and four. Yeah,
0: there was like a part one and a part two. Part one, it's fantastic, but also I I remember part two being delayed, and I think maybe that might have affected how we thought about the book. So that's not a bad call, uh, Alex. So we'll put that in our back pocket, and uh, we'll break that thing out and uh, read that. Um, 'Cause it, it is, especially with uh Sean Murphy on art, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. And Matthew Hollingsworth on Colors, I believe. Uh it's a nice book to kind of go back and look at it, um from the lenses of the the uh artist that we know today, Mr. Uh Sean Murphy. Uh Venge Forever. Issue number three. Uh yep. Kurt Busick, uh Pachenko, Marino, um Issue three here uh, starts with the battle that we kind of left the last one with in uh, Chronopolis and them kind of getting the gist of what the stakes are that he's coming. Uh, Mr. Uh, King in the future, what's his name? Imperius? No. Yes. No.
3: Yes. Columbus? No. Immortus? Immortus, Jesus.
0: Yeah. Uh, is coming for the heart of forever, I believe. Um. And if he gets that, he can alter time because really, and by the way, this touches a lot on the Loki show and the whole multiverse that's going on in the MCU right now is that you can't really change time. It just breaks off another branch. And which once again, I think this is, that's why it's a good story that we're reading right now, because obviously they've taken a lot of inspiration for the current MCU situation with what this kind of entails. But basically you can't change the past. If you change something in the past, all it does is break out uh, uh, another timeline that um, is like a variant version of that one. That's how you create the multiverse. And you have Kang who, Kang, who is okay with all these kind of multiverses. He said, let it happen. Come on. We're fucking man over here. Like, whatever happens, happens. Live by your battles. If you lose your win, you lose. Whatever. But Immortus, since he was supposed to kill Rick Jones and failed at doing it, and that's not what's supposed to happen, he created another timeline, he can't live with himself that there's not just one timeline, he just wants to get one timeline down, and so he's going to go at the heart of forever to kind of use, get power to go back and rewrite that history, and then actually kill Rick. Uh, And then meanwhile, the Avengers are protecting Rick. Um, Rick is his power back in this uh, episode, episode, yes, issue. Um, uh, there's a little kick action, uh, and uh, kind of is really the first time the team gets together and fights like a team, and we kind of see a lot of their interaction. What, Alex, what do you think about this issue?
1: Um, it was fine. I I don't know what my deal is, I don't know why I can't quite get there. Was too many fucking words.
3: <laughs> yeah, I fell out on this one too. I was there like, is a lot of geez, bick- This story is gonna away. make it 12 issues. Like, I'm like, what? I can't see it getting to 12. I'm very curious how it's going to get there. Because like, as the story is right now, I'm like, I could see maybe an issue or two left. But, you know, I feel like the team building has, uh, you know, it's been kind of slow starting. But, man, yeah, the words and, like, it just, it took me like a half hour to read just this issue. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's just monotonous. I've
1: about halfway done with it and I zoomed out of Hoopla for a moment to see how many more pages I had. I still had like 10 left. And I thought, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Kept going through bubble after bubble after bubble. I thought, I I get you need to kind of describe what's going on. All these characters are still trying to get reacquainted with either past or present or future selves. Um But I'm also at the point that it, it feels like Kurt doesn't trust the reader enough to to figure out what what has to happen feels like he has to write it out for me. It's like no, I just I want to enjoy it. I like the characters. I like even the the giant man and the yellow jacket and the different tanks. Blah blah blah. I'm just like oh, my gosh, I'm so tired from reading. I need to go to bed. So. Yeah, there is a
3: lot of retreading, like kind of like if you had never read this series before and you came in and started at issue three, it's like it definitely catches you up on what's going
0: on, and I kind of don't like that. It, it kind of feels like it's almost um, writing this in Stanley style where this could be anybody's first issue where it kind of retells what's been going on. Um, I, I'm like... I I thought this, I, this was my favorite issue so far, but also I felt like uh, what you guys are saying is not invalid, and there were points of which... Um I could tell being like like I kept thinking in my head I was like Alex is not gonna like this issue uh because of all that kind of stuff. Um but I thought there were a couple like King I really like in this uh series so far, especially in this issue. Um but there's some other things that do bug me, like the way they refer to everybody just by initials, like YJ instead of saying yellow jacket. Um or
1: that's like saying legit instead of legitimate, which I am guilty of. Uh but it's annoying.
0: But also it's like <clears throat> They just really met each other, and he's calling him YJ, and it's like, is, it, is that actually what they said, or do they actually, is the writer, is Kurt doing that so that way you don't have to read Yellow Jacket every time? But I don't know. Um, but the, and there's some like classic Marvel stuff in here that like is a little outdated. I feel like it, but I feel like it's intentional because that's the way Kurt wanted to write this, like Stanley style, which I've never been. You know, God love him for everything that he's created, but I've never been a fan of that Stanley style. Um, but I thought the art's fantastic, and I thought this issue finally like got a plot out there and kind of really put this team together. And I will say, uh, the Captain America character in this, I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, as a Captain America fan, I think that. Uh Pachenko, the art in this issue, it does a really good job of showing a Captain America who's very unsure of himself, like you can tell by his face, and is very like timid and not sure if he has because that's a character who always believes that they're gonna get the job done and there's always a better way. And he kinda seems like he doesn't really believe in that anymore. And uh he's a little unsure of himself, and I, I'm excited to see where that goes in this kind of uh you know, world uh changing kind of uh, situation. So <laughs> I, guess, yeah, I just
3: really wish oh, that that uh, he would let the art tell more of the story. You know, it's just like so much heavy-handed narration and dialogue that it would. I don't. It, it seems like he's not going to lighten up the reins on what's. He's going to kind of keep the pace of what he's been doing so far. But man, it would be really nice to let uh, Pacheco like have some time to flex. Uh, flex the art a little bit, to tell the story. I will say
0: this. I'll give you guys this. By issue six, if it's still, like, dragging like this, we can dip out and go to the next book. And I'll finish it myself. Uh, no, no, no,
1: no, no. I want, I want to stick it through because I know yeah. I know Kurt Busick has the ability to make the right. story
0: good. Well, I mean, by six, you should at least, this... you know, be into it, I think.
1: Well, yeah,
3: I mean, I, I had, like the it. first two issues, so it's just this one, I, I know I've. I'm very uh, intrigued by the fact that you said this is your favorite of the three because I thought this was the weakest of the three so far. Because I, I don't know, maybe it was just the mythology building of the first two was like what really brought me in, but this one just seemed like the Avengers were whining the whole time as they were trying to work together.
1: I say, Marvin, if this book turns into a Marvel's version version of End League, yeah, I'll tell you, fuck this shit but i don't believe it's going to get that bad it's got to, i mean for me at least for me personally it has to pick up at some point in time it doesn't have to be an action packed issue i am not i I've, I've read books where it's it's so well written that you don't need any action to tell the story i just need something more than exposition again explaining who the wasp is or who yellow jacket is or watching those weird faces that yellow jacket makes at wasp um <laughs> I know it's going to
0: get better. Speaking of which, I will amend something that I stated last week. That I I said that Wasp and Giant Man seem like they're the ones who are from the most, uh, like the most far ahead in the timeline. But Songbird and Yellow, no, Songbird and uh, Captain Marvel are the most far. They're from the future of Giant Man and Wasp, so they're the most far ahead. And also, I will amend: it's not Captain Marvel; it's his son, which I missed. Uh, instead, so it's that Captain Marvel instead. So.
1: so, so now they're all from the same universe, just different moments in time. Yeah. Right. Okay.
0: Well, I guess who knows? Because they even said, uh, when Captain Marvel's talking to Rick, he's like, "Do you even know? Do we make it through this? Do I die?" And he goes, "I don't know. I didn't pay attention to that story, the Dynasty Wars." But also, like, if you die in my universe, who's to say that this isn't like uh, uh another you know, branch off of the main timeline and that you don't die in this, you want. So, uh, they all just assume that they're from the same timeline. So that might become part of it too. So yeah, that's from a different timeline, but, um, <laughs> I yellow jacket. I will agree. Uh, biggest piece of shit. Like right away when wasp is was like, first off, we're not going to talk about a relationship, whatever it gets clear about who Hank is the real Hank. And what I owe you. And he's like, all right. He looks over a song where he's like, there's other fish in the sea. <laughs> I was like, You're ready? You're like oh, okay. <laughs> I, a second ago this was the lady that you loved and you were engaged to.
3: Yeah, he's definitely the dated part of this book.
0: Yeah. So,
1: so miss Pig then.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah. We'll, we'll see how the rest of it goes. Uh like I said, I think feel like King, I think it's so for me, King and Captain America so far are the most interesting parts of this book. And so hopefully we'll see King again. Um, he did get sucked up into that, the heart of forever. So we'll see, uh, what happens there. So, um, there we go. Book club book number three, uh, comics coming out this week for the 14th and 15th, all-star Superman, number six through 12, uh, concluding that all-star series, all-star Batman and Robin, the boy wonder and all-star Superman. We got, you know, with almost like two face over here, one bad, one good. Um, and then our entertainment section with uh, hashtag guest host one about a couple of shows there and upcoming movie Thor, Love and Thunder, um, which uh, I'm excited for too on the 7th of July. We'll check out that piece and see. Um, I, you know what? I'm excited for that movie. Like that movie itself. I will say this about Doctor Strange. Going into Doctor Strange, I was excited for what that movie meant for like the whole story overall in the MCU phase four, but Thor... Love and Thunder. I'm excited for that movie. So I think that speaks volumes about that uh, the director, the uh, the concept, and those actors in that film. So um, I'm excited. Plus also it's not one that's kind of like Doctor Strange 2 had a lot of kind of like production hiccups with changing directors and writers and all that shit. So this is one that uh, has kind of been uh, focused the the time. So we'll see how that goes. And a little bit of Guardians we might see, so. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Pratt coming in here with Jurassic Park Dominion, you know, getting the box office rolling, and then here it comes with Thor: Love and Thunder, another he's two hit wonders this uh this summer, which I did see that Jurassic Park Dominion did make a lot of money. So whatever you think about that movie, uh, like uh my wife's uh, coworker's son loves dinosaurs, went to that movie and his review was that it was boring. So,
3: oh, wow. He
0: said there's no dinosaurs in it. And there's a lot of these uh, kind of moth characters uh, instead. Uh,
3: no. Did you see it? You should go watch I went and saw it. Yeah, I saw it last oh. Uh, Thursday.
0: Oh, I thought you were asking Corey how it was. Um, I asked Corey how it was. Oh, okay. I don't know. He said it was boring. I, I believe this kid that I've never met in my whole life. You yeah. know. I'm, I might be speaking to the next president of the United States over here. This kid's got it going. Huh.
1: let's not Let's not go that farm, Marvin. Mm-hmm. Gosh, and let's Corey not forget. Corey says it's good. Ask Garrett. What does Garrett say? Does let's he not like forget
0: it? the second best Jurassic I Park it. movie is Jurassic Park Lost World. New list of six.
3: My list, uh, it would probably be pretty similar. I'd go Park World, uh, now I think I would do just like Corey three. Dominion. uh, What was it? The next one then? Lost World, and then Fallen Fallen Kingdom. Kingdom. Fallen Kingdoms. dead you
1: you split three in Dominion. You flipped them over because I think your brother had it. Mm -hmm. Dominion was third, I thought. No, third from last. So never mind. You're right. Same thing.
0: Did it
3: need to be made? Probably not. But
0: no universe. in which Jurassic World and Jurassic Park Three are better than Lost World,
3: dude. Lost World sucks. Lost
0: World is fantastic until the last. 20 no,
3: minutes. you, no, it's bad. You just like it because uh, what's his nuts? Uh, gold Ian bloom, No, yeah, the gold blue.
0: Nah, I will. I will good. stand on this hill. And if you have uh, any kind of comments on this, 605 215 1849 at Wednesday Comics on Twitter, at Garot 2188, at Marvin underscore Sabuero, at the AP Keaton. The AP Keaton. <laughs> um, you can follow us on Facebook also, Wednesday Comics. We have a page there. Uh, email us, Wednesday Comics 605 at gmail.com, and uh, let us know what you think of these uh, Jurassic Park movies. Also, let me know, Obi-Wan, did he just not know to check to go around the fence or what's going on here? It was almost like um, God, what's that movie where he's like trying to jump over the fence? Oh, no, it was in that fucking it's in the trailer, so I don't think it's a spoiler, but I saw that massive talent uh, the unthinkable weight of massive talent with Nicolas Cage where he plays himself and they try to climb over that brick wall and they can't only one, only Nick Cage can make it over and Pedro can't make it over and he's like, just leave me it's okay. And then they figured out that he could just walk around it and they make a joke about it. It was like that. Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> um, at Wednesday Comics. Said that already, but let us know. Uh, subscribe to the show at WednesdayComics.com. Also click on the uh, link there to go to the merch page, new merch, uh, the logo you're looking at right now, the uh, retro logo for Retromania 2022 Supercon 2022 go to supercon.com for more information also visit our other sponsors rootsoftheswampthing.com and Rabo comics and um fantastic stuff guys uh nice uh, jam-packed episode i think we got a lot of points out there a lot of good a lot of hot takes as garrett said last week in this episode so we'll see where that goes um, especially with this Jurassic Park. I'm not fucking kidding. The Lost World number two, right in that slot. Second from the bottom. I hear you. I hear you. And then it goes JP3, <laughs> and then it's Lost World. And then it's F- Fallen Kingdom just because I haven't seen Dominion, so we'll see.
1: Um, so yours, Gloria, are in order of how they came out. It got shittier as it went
0: along? <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> no ways, no. Yeah, when you see Dominion, you'll be like, "Oh, way
0: better." A three be is ab- only above uh, Jurassic World because of one scene when they're on the plane and they see the raptor and he goes, "Alan,
3: <laughs> Alan." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I kept saying that around Anna had never seen Jurassic Park three. She's seen all the others, and I was like, "I got to show you this clip." She's like, "That's it." I'm like, "Classic, Change classic." The
0: saga. <laughs> Alan. Alan. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> Who knows? I might have added it to my repertoire of uh, sounds here. So uh, For what's that, comics? I am Marvin.
1: I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone. Stay cool. Keep those balls cooler. Keep <laughs> turning those pages. <laughs> Alan.